Okay, so we're going to start Rishon and Gimel. We're going to start the Hakdama. He has a little bit of introduction before the sermon begins. Rishon and Gimel, as we'll see, is the halacha, which is particularly relevant to keeping foods that are cooking from before Shabbos and continuing to cook on Shabbos. A classic example would be a chalant. If someone put that up before Shabbos at some point on Friday and wants to allow that to continue on going on Shabbos, Anything similar to that, which would be also continuing to cook on Shabbos, people sometimes put up chicken or roast before Shabbos, and it goes into Shabbos still not being finished cooking, and anything similar to that. What exactly would be necessary? And this obviously we're going to discuss about the idea of a blach, what a blach accomplishes, what it's trying to do, when does it work, when doesn't it work, and all those similar halachas. So the Shmuel gives a introduction as follows. Since there are many different details and try to avoid one getting confused, I'm going to quote from the Sefer Machsa Shekel, Psicha Katana, which he has a short introduction, that he brings down the main laws that we're going to this subject, that hopefully will make it easier when going through this sermon. So here he says the Introduction. First, he breaks it down into two categories. There's Shia and Chazara. What is Shia? What's Chazara? So Shia, Mikrishanosa A person put a food item onto a stove or an oven before Shabbos on Friday. It's not insulated or wrapped, and we'll see that's the whole separate section when you insulate something and wrap it. And it's left there from Friday. And on Shabbos, you're going to take it and partake of that item. That's the classic idea of Shia. So Shia literally means for it to, to wait. And waiting means that it's waiting there from, from Friday. It is going to be continued to be used uh, to, to sit on there over Friday. And then Shabbos, you're going to use That's called Shia. Chazara, Mikri Shanicha, Mir Shabbos, Agabekira. Again, you start Erev Shabbos putting something onto an oven. Uv Shabbos not let me akira. Shabbos you took it off, and then Rotzalach zira sheinus agabikira. You want to put it back. Chazara means to return. You want to put it back onto the oven, and that's a second subject which we'll get to later on as well. When you want to put something back on, so for example, you took Friday night some soup, and you had people wanted to have a second portion, and you wanted to keep it warm in the interim. So you took it off. You served some soup. You want to put it back on. For it to stay warm, or you had some chalant, and you wanted to do, take some and put it back onto the put it back into the crockpot or wherever it was keeping warm. When, how, and where can you return it onto the oven? Well, it's, it's Chazara. So she is leaving it on from before Shabbos. Chazara is returning it onto the fire on Shabbos. Says the Mishabura. Zeker din Chazara l'chol yama. Avish Odin Chazara is another aspect of Chazara. Shanot l'mi erev Shabbos, some of the chashecha, umachziru kibavura b'siv beis. That even if you take it off and put it back on before Shabbos, or right before Shabbos, which we'll see later on is also a discussion, that's coming up in siv beis, another aspect of Chazara. Not that you took it off on Shabbos, put it back on Shabbos, right before Shabbos. We'll see when that might be an issue as well. Okay, so that's the basic idea. Upligi Hanani Rabbanan. There's a machokis in the Gemara between Hanani and the Rabbanan. What's the machokis? Hanani is Firulai, Imatam Shokarnis Bashokamecha in Jusai. 
if the food is cooked to the extent that's called Meichel Ben Jusai. Meichel Ben Jusai literally was a bandit, was a thief, who used to eat things on the run, and therefore never allowed it to become fully cooked before he ate it. Now it's, therefore, that just shows that Meichel Ben Jusai means it's somewhat edible. Not edible to the average person, most people wouldn't eat it that way, but it's considered enough edible that people, at least some people, would eat it. Which some of the opinion, that's Chatsi Bishal, that's half of its cooking, some say it's even a third of its cooking. So if it's cooked to that extent, a half or a third of it's cooking, according to Hanani, he holds the opinion, once it got that level of cooking, no problem. You can leave it on the oven to continue cooking. Even if it's not cleared from the coals, and it's not ketum, it's not covered the coals. I'll explain this in a moment. If it's not garif if you didn't do one of these processes of removing the coals or covering the coals, is fully cooked. So let's just give a little background to this. The concern when a person leaves an item, we had this in Nafyomi recently, a person leaves an item on an oven and it's not fully cooked. So what's the problem? The concern is that a person might want to eat this Friday night, let's say, and it's not fully cooked. As a result, we'll go stoke the coals, try to hurry up the process of the cooking, and that's what Chazal was concerned about. So if it's fully cooked, there's no concern. It's fully done. If it's not fully cooked, and if it's maybe only partially cooked, you may come to stoke the coals. That's the concern of Shia. We'll get to Chazal later on as well, but that's the concern of Shia, that leaving things from before Shabbos not fully cooked, one may come to, again, mistakenly, because he wants to make sure that he has food to eat that's properly cooked, he might come to stoke the coals and do them. Stefa Chazal made a Don't leave food on the fire, which is not fully cooked, unless you do something to ensure that you're not going to, by mistake, stoke the coals. What do you have to do? So really, there's one of two options. It's called garuf or katam. Garuf means you clear all the coals out. All the coals are taken out. Now, obviously, the coals are taken out, what can it do? So it still can have some level of heat. The, the, there's the remnants of the ash is still there, it's hot. But you close the coals, coals are cleared out. That's one option. That's called garuf. Katam is you leave the coals in there but you place a slight covering of dirt over the coals, which minimizes the heat. Now, how does that help? Heat's minimized. You still can come stoke them. So really, this serves as a reminder, as a hacker, as a way of realizing that someone in the the process of cooking is not going to do something which is counterproductive to cooking. Covering the coals and minimizing the heat is counterproductive. If someone did that, when they mistakenly would come on Friday night, they want to stoke the coals, they're going to say, oh my gosh, there's, there's a covering on the coals. Oh, the covering is to remind me of Chavez, and they'll they'll serve as a reminder. So it's really a much more of a of a of a, uh, a sign, of a reminder than the first solution, which is really taking the coals out, which really takes away the the possibility of stoking them. Here, the coals are still there, but they're covered to make sure that you don't go and stoke them on Chavez, and this way it serves as a reminder. That's the basic idea of garuf or katam, clearing them out or covering them. Again, the only is a thin layer of of dirt on top. Now, just as jumping ahead to, to, to 2020 for a moment, we don't use coal, at least not besides barbecues, we don't really use coals in our ovens. But the same, same concept applies. If you have an item that's, let's say, on a stovetop or in an oven, and it's not fully cooked, same concern. Not stoking the coals, but raising the flame, which obviously is even easier and can come to be done much simpler. Just raise the flame mistakenly, obviously, 
but that may be the same concern of coming stoking the coals. And therefore, the same things are necessary. To do something to serve as a insurance, they're not going to want to do it. So what's, this, what's the, the solutions the Chazal gave? Garuf, removing the coals. For us, that's not an option. We can't remove the coals. We don't have coals in the first place. So that's not really an option for today's day and age. Kotum is still an option, which is what we call the blach. And the blach really serves as this in this capacity. The blach, the goal of the blach, at least one of the goals, we'll get to other ones later on, one of the goals of the blach is to serve as a barrier between the pot and the fire. The barrier obviously is not helping cooking, it's counterproductive. Anything which is going to be in between the pot and the fire will minimize the cooking, will make it go a little bit slower. Not a lot, but a little bit. What's the goal of that? Again, as a reminder, as a sign, as a way of saying something which is there, you have this big piece of, of either metal sheet, or we'll see other possibilities for a blach, and it's on top of the stove or the oven, or inside the oven, as we'll see. And that, can, that will serve as a reminder, why is this here? Oh, it must be a job. It's, oh, I can't go and, and raise the oven. So it's a gzera, as many gzeras of Chazal fence around the possibility of coming to raise the fire in the days of old, stoking the coals, and today's day and age, similar thing, but in, in raising the fire. And therefore, they served as, they wanted to serve as a fence to make sure nothing got, the, this fence wasn't breached. That leads us back to what we just discussed. Now, as Machokas Hanani and the Rabbanan, when do we enact this Gzeira? Hanani says that once the food is considered partially cooked, a half or a third, it's already cooked enough, they're not so worried about you going to do it. Why? It's edible, it's edible anyway. So, it's true, maybe you want a fully edible, but we're not, like, we're not so worried sorry, so worried about it. And he says we're not requiring gur for cotton, the sign or this clearing out of the coals, when it's at least enough, we'll, let's go with half cooked, that's where we, we hold, you know, half cooked. Once it's half cooked, it's not going to be necessary. So again, practically that would mean if an item takes two hours to cook, if it was an hour cooking, if it was cook, cooking for an hour already, according to Hananya, that's already took away the concern of coming to stoke the coals. According to the Abanan, they say no. Until it's fully cooked, fully done, fully ready, we're still concerned because it's not ready. It's not really edible the way a person would want to eat it. And therefore, we're still going to require to have the coals be either covered or removed in order to make sure that the, that the fire is not raised on Shabbos. That's Malchokas, Hanani and the Rabbana. We'll see how we hold like when we get to that Bezer HaShem. Okay. Gemara says when it comes to a kira, a kira is a classic type of oven they used to use, that you fueled with gefes, which is wood, or it's like sediments of, of, uh, of um, olives, which are also used for a fuel. So you cannot put an item on there before Shabbos until you do this one of these two things. Yigrof, which is again, remove the coals, or you put the covering on the coals to serve as a reminder. So the says, When it says, don't put it on there, is a mean like the Rabbanan, that you need to make sure that it's covered or removed if it's not fully cooked. The Gemara is a question, is the Mishnah going like Hanani or the Rabbanan? The Gemara does not respond to that. Now, why is that relevant? So the Paschal Rifa Rambam Vaimdim Mishitas Alishes Tanan Kabbalah Nechananya. That means the 
the, 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 the important point for us is who we paskin like. Are we paskin like the Rabbanon or Hananya? Which obviously is a very big difference. You have a challenge, for example, for us, that's usually it'll take, let's say, four hours on, on a slow cooker to get fully cooked and fully the way you want it. Now it's two hours into the cooking and Shabbos is about to start. Do you require a blech? Do you require it to have what we would use to serve that? So if you go like the Pinyin of Hananya, it's not necessary because the item is already considered enough, enough cooked. It's already half cooked. If you go like the Rabbanan, it's necessary because it's not fully cooked yet. So the Ramam and the Rif Paschal like Hananya. I'm sorry, like, like, the, um, like the Rabbanan. We're going to see these two opinions in the Rishonim, the opinion of Tosos and the opinion of the Rif and the Ramam, are going to be two different opinions in the Shulchan Aruch. Whether we pass like the Rabbanan or Hananya, which are reborn in Sif Aleph coming up, in Day Aleph with Dasa Rif or Ram, the first opinion is Rif and the Rambam, that are Machmer like the Rabbanan. And the Yeshom, which we're going to bring later on, is going to be Das Rashi and Tosfus that says we go like the opinion of the Hananya, which is more leaning opinion. And this is a very, very practical machlokis when you have something not fully cooked, but it's half cooked, is that going to require a blach or not for it to continue cooking? Now, again, if, you're, if the child's fully cooked and fully edible and fully done, there's no question that it's going to be permissible to <coughs> leave without a blach. But if it's not, is that going to be permissible? And we're going to see more of this later on as well. That even if you say like the Rabbanan, if you go, I'm sorry, if you go like the Rabbanan, who are more stringent, so we said if it's fully cooked, you shouldn't need it. What does fully cooked mean? Fully cooked also could mean that it's cooked enough to the point that cooking more won't even enhance it. Which truth is, and in a chalant often, it's not the case. Very often, like a chalant, the more it cooks, even the better. It may be to a point. May be necessary to have it to a point where it's almost counterproductive to allow it to continue on cooking. And we'll see more about that as well as we go along, which may necessitate a block in many more cases, being, being that it's something which is often gets enhanced the more longer it cooks. And we'll see all this coming up, but this is the basic background for this. Let's just start the Shachan Aruch, and then we will continue on tomorrow. Kira Shia A Kira which is made like a Kedera, so this is what's called in the language of, of, the, of the Gemara, Akira. Akira has a place for put pots on top, similar to our stove top. And there was a place for two kadeirs, a place for two pots. And we'll see that the more, um, if it has only place for one pot, it's more concentrated and it's actually hotter. And we'll see that's called later on a tanner. But Akira is a place that has for two pots, it's not as intense heat as when you have one pot, which is similar to our stovetops that have multiple uh, flames. Obviously, in those cases, they didn't have a flame for each one of the pots. There was one place of coals on the bottom, which served really for both of them. And therefore, since now it dispersed somewhat to two different pots, it did spread out a little bit and made it somewhat um, less intense heat. But that's what's called the kira. So husku gefes, if it's fueled with gefes, which is psolushal zesim, the sediments of zesim, of olives, or etzim, or wood, which was the, two of the classic ways that you fuel something, also litin aleo tashmurim, you cannot put a, a pot on this fire on Friday. La shosala, to let it continue cooking, elam kinis bashakotzach, unless it's fully cooked. That's the opinion again of the rabbanan, has to be fully 
fully cooked. Vumitztamek viralo. And so much fully cooked that if it continues cooking, it's actually going to get bad. It's going to go get worse. Because if it's so much cooked, then you're not worried about coming to stoke the coals because stoking the coals obviously will make it worse and then make it better. So this is the more strict opinion that says that if you have something which is not fully cooked and it's not fully cooked to the extent that it is going to go get worse if it stays on there, then it's going to need what we call gutter for cotton, which we in our, in our vernacular is a blach, in order to make sure that you don't go and raise the fire, or in those days, toast the coals, to avoid that issue. And that, according to this opinion, a classic food item, unless it was fully cooked to the point that it was going to get worse, wouldn't require a blech to leave it on the flame on Shabbos. Okay, which we'll continue on Mishabura and further tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Okay, so we're going to start Rishon and Gimel. We're going to start the Hakdama. He has a little bit of introduction before the sermon begins. Rishon and Gimel, as we'll see, is the halacha, which is particularly relevant to keeping foods that are cooking from before Shabbos and continuing to cook on Shabbos. A classic example would be a chalant. If someone put that up before Shabbos at some point on Friday and wants to allow that to continue on going on Shabbos, Anything similar to that, which would be also continuing to cook on Shabbos. People sometimes put up chicken or roast before Shabbos, and it goes into Shabbos still not being finished cooking, and anything similar to that. What exactly would be necessary? And this obviously we're discuss about the idea of a blach, what a blach accomplishes, what it's trying to do, when does it work, when doesn't it work, and all those similar halachas. So the Shmuel gives an introduction as follows. Since there are many different details and try to avoid one getting confused, I'm going to quote from the Sefer Mahasa Shekel, Psicha Katana, which he has a short introduction, that he brings down the main laws that we're going to this subject, that hopefully will make it easier when going through this sermon. So here he says the Introduction. First, he breaks it down into two categories. There's Shia and Chazara. What is Shia? What's Chazara? So Shia, Mikrishanosa A person put a food item onto a stove or an oven before Shabbos on Friday. It's not insulated or wrapped, and we'll see that's the whole separate section when you insulate something and wrap it. And it's left there from Friday. And on Shabbos, you're going to take it and partake of that item. That's the classic idea of Shia. So Shia literally means for it to, to wait. And waiting means that it's waiting there from, from Friday. It is going to be continued to be used, uh, to, to sit on there over Friday. And then Shabbos, you're going to use That's called Shia. Chazara, Mikri Shanicha Mir Shabbos, Agamikira. Again, you start Erev Shabbos putting something onto an oven. Shabbos not Shabbos you took it off, and then zira sheinus agabikir. You want to put it back. Chazar means to return. You want to put it back onto the oven, and that's a second subject which we'll get to later on as well. When you want to put something back on, so for example, you took Friday night some soup, and you had people wanted to have a second portion, 
and you wanted to keep it warm in the interim, so you took it off, you served some soup, you want to put it back on for it to stay warm. Or you had some chalant, and you wanted to do, take some and put it back onto the put it back into the crock pot or wherever it was keeping warm. When, how, and where can you return it onto the oven? Well, it's Chazara. So she is leaving it on from before Shabbos. Chazara is returning it onto the fire on Shabbos. Says the Mishabura, Zeker did Chazara l'chol yama. Avish Odin Chazara is another aspect of Chazara. Shanot lo mi'erev Shabbos, samad l'chashecha, umachziru kibavura b'siv beis. That even if you take it off, and put it back on before Shabbos, or right before Shabbos, which we'll see later on is also a discussion. That's coming up in Sevez, another aspect of Chazara. Not that you took it off on Shabbos, put it back on Shabbos, right before Shabbos. So we'll see when that might be an issue as well. Okay, so that's the basic idea. Upligi Hanani v'Rabbanan. There's a mechokas in the Gemara between Hanani and the Rabbanan. What's the mechokas? Hanani yisfirulei imatam shlokran izbash lokamayachav in Jusoi. If the food is cooked to the extent that's called Meichel Ben Jusoy. Meichel Ben Jusoy literally was a bandit, was a thief, who used to eat things on the run, and therefore never allowed it to become fully cooked before he ate it. Now it's, therefore, that just shows that Meichel Ben Jusoy means it's somewhat edible. Not edible to the average person, most people wouldn't eat it that way, but it's considered enough edible that people, at least some people would eat it. Which some of the opinion, it's Chatsi Bishol, it's half of its cooking, some say it's even a third of its cooking. So if it's cooked to that extent, a half or a third of it's cooking, according to Hanani, he holds the opinion, once it got that level of cooking, no problem. You can leave it on the oven to continue cooking. Even if it's not cleared from the coals, and it's not ketum, it's not covered the coals. I'll explain this in a moment. The Chum say it's us, if it's not if you didn't do one of these processes of removing the coals or covering the coals. This is fully cooked. So let's just give a little background to this. The concern when a person leaves an item, we had this in Nafyomi recently, a person leaves an item on an oven and it's not fully cooked. So what's the problem? The concern is that a person might want to eat this Friday night, let's say, and it's not fully cooked. As a result, we'll go stoke the coals, try to hurry up the process of the cooking, and that's what Chazal was concerned about. So if it's fully cooked, there's no concern. It's fully done. If it's not fully cooked, and if it's maybe only partially cooked, you may come to stoke the coals. That's the concern of Shia. We'll get to Chazal later on as well, but that's the concern of Shia, that leaving things from before Shabbos not fully cooked, one may come to, again, mistakenly, because he wants to make sure that he has food to eat that's properly cooked, he might come to stoke the coals and do them. So therefore, Chazal made a gzera. Don't leave food on the fire, which is not fully cooked, unless you do something to ensure that you're not going to, by mistake, stoke the coals. What do you have to do? So really, there's one of two options. It's called garif or katam. Garif means you clear all the coals out. All the coals are taken out. Now, obviously, the coals are taken out. What can it do? So it still can have some level of heat. The, the, there's the remnants of the ash that's still there. It's hot. But you close the coals, the coals are cleared out. That's one option. That's called garif. Katam is you leave the coals in there but you place a slight covering of dirt over the coals, which minimizes the heat. Now, how does that help? Heat's minimized. You still can come stoke them. So really, this serves as a reminder, as a hacker, as a way of realizing that someone in the the process of cooking is not going to do something which is counterproductive to cooking. 
covering the coals and minimizing the heat is counterproductive. If someone did that, when they mistakenly would come on Friday night, they want to stoke the coals, they're going to say, oh my gosh, there's, there's a covering on the coals. Oh, the covering is to remind me of Chavez, and they'll, they'll serve as a reminder. So it's really a much more of a, of a, of a, uh, a sign, of a reminder, than the first solution, which is really taking the coals out, which really takes away the, the possibility of stoking them. Here, the coals are still there, but they're covered to make sure that you don't go and stoke them on Shabbos, and this way it serves as a reminder. That's the basic idea of Gaurav or Katam, clearing them out or covering them. Again, all you need is a thin layer of, of dirt on top. Now, just as jumping ahead to, to, to 2020 for a moment, we don't use coal, at least not besides barbecues, we don't really use coals in our ovens, but the same, same concept applies. If you have an item that's, let's say, on a stovetop or in an oven, and it's not fully cooked, same concern. Not stoking the coals, but raising the flame, which obviously is even easier and can come to be done much simpler. Just raise the flame, mistakenly, obviously, but that may be the same concern of coming stoking the coals. And therefore, the same things are necessary. To do something to serve as a insurance, they're not going to do it. So what's, this, what's the, the solutions the Chazal gave? Garuf, removing the coals. For us, that's not an option. We can't remove the coals. We don't have coals in the first place. So that's not really an option for today's day and age. Kartim is still an option, which is what we call the blach. And the blach really serves as this in this capacity. The blach, the goal of the blach, at least one of the goals, we'll get to other ones later on, one of the goals of the blach is to serve as a barrier between the pot and the fire. The barrier obviously is not helping cooking, it's counterproductive. Anything which is going to be in between the pot and the fire will minimize the cooking, will make it go a little bit slower. Not a lot, but a little bit. What's the goal of that? Again, as a reminder, as a sign, as a way of saying something which is there, you have this big piece of, of the metal sheet, you'll see other possibilities for a blach, and it's on top of the stove or the oven, or inside the oven, as we'll see, and that, can, that will serve as a reminder, why is this here? Oh, it must be a Shabbos. Oh, I can't go and raise the oven. So it's a gzera, as many gzeras a chazal fence around the possibility of coming to raise the fire in the days of old, stoking the coals, and in today's day and age, similar thing, but in, in raising the fire. And therefore, they served as, they wanted to serve as a fence to make sure nothing got, the, this fence wasn't breached. That leads us back to what we just discussed. Now is Machokas Hanani and the Rabbanan, when do we enact this Gzeira? Hanani says that once the food is considered partially cooked, a half or a third, it's already cooked enough, that we're not so worried about you going to do it. Why? It's edible, it's edible anyway. So, it's true, maybe you want a fully edible, but we're not, like, we're not so worried Sorry, so worried about it. And he says we're not requiring gur for cotton, this sign or this clearing out of the coals, when it's at least enough, we'll, let's go with half-cooked, that's where we, we hold, you know, half-cooked. Once it's half-cooked, it's not going to be necessary. So again, practically that would mean if an item takes two hours to cook, if it was an hour cooking, if it was cook, cooking for an hour already, according to Hananya, that's already took away the concern of coming to stoke the coals. According to the Abanan, they say no. Until it's fully cooked, fully done, fully ready, we're still concerned because it's not ready. It's not really edible the way a person would want to eat it. And therefore, you're still going to require to have the coals be either covered or removed in order to make sure that the that the fire is not raised on Shabbos. That's Malchokas. Hanani and the Rabbana will see how we hold like when we get to that Bezer HaShem. Okay. Tanan, 
Kirish to Sikua, but Gefes of Eitzim, Lo Yitin Achi Yigrof, Achi Yitin Esefer. Gemara says when it comes to a Kira, Kira is a classic type of oven they used to use, that you fueled with Gefes Eitzim, which is wood, or it's like sediments of, of, uh, of um, olives, which are also used for a fuel. So you cannot put a item on there before Shabbos until you do this one of these two things. Yigreif, which is again, remove the coals, or you put the covering on the coals to serve as a reminder. So Mary says, When it says, don't put it on there, is a mean like the Rabbanon, that you need to make sure that it's covered or removed if it's not fully cooked. The Gemara has a question, is the Mishnah going like Hanani the Rabbanan? The Gemara does not respond to that. Now, why is that relevant? That means the important point for us is who we passing like. Are we passing like the Rabbanan or Hanani? Which is obviously a very big difference. You have a challenge, for example, for us. That's usually it'll take, let's say, four hours on a slow cooker to get fully cooked and fully the way you want it. Now it's two hours into the cooking and Shabbos is about to start. Do you require a blech? Do you require it to have what we would use to serve that? So if you go like the Pinyav Hananya, it's not necessary because the item is already considered enough, enough cooked. It's already half cooked. You go out to Rabbanan, it's necessary because it's not fully cooked yet. So the Ramam and the Rif Paskan like Hananya. I'm oh, sorry, like, like, um, like the Rabbanan. But Taisus Paskal Hasak Tan Avalicious Mutter, a filo in a group of Katuma, which like Hananya. The Hinshtea Deus of Shokanarach. We're going to see these two opinions in the Rishonim, the opinion of Tosos and the opinion of the Rif and the Ramam, are going to be two different opinions in the Shokanarach. Whether we pass like the Rabbanan or Hananya, the Hinshtea Deus, which will be born instead of Aleph coming up, in Day Aleph Udasa Rifa Ram, the first opinion is Rifa and the Rambam, that are Machmer like the Rabbanan, and the Yeshom, which we're going to bring later on, is going to be Das Rashi and Tosfus, that says we go like the opinion of the Hananya, which is a more lenient opinion. And this is a very, very practical Machlokis when you have something not fully cooked, but it's half cooked, is that going to require a blach or not for it to continue cooking? Now, again, if, you're, if the child's fully cooked and fully edible and fully done, there's no question that it's going to be permissible to <coughs> leave without a blach. But if it's not, is that going to be permissible? And we're going to see more of this later on as well, that even if you say like the Rabbanan, you go, I'm sorry, if you go like the Rabbanan, who are more stringent, so we said if it's fully cooked, you shouldn't need it. What does fully cooked mean? Fully cooked also could mean that it's cooked enough to the point that cooking more won't even enhance it, which truth is in a challenge often, it's not the case. Very often, like a chalant, the more it cooks, even the better. It may, be to a po- it may be necessary to have it to a point where it's almost counterproductive to allow it to continue on cooking. And we'll see more about that as well as we go along, which may necessitate a block in many more cases, being, being that it's something which is often gets enhanced the more longer it cooks. I mean, we'll see all this coming up, but this is the basic background of this halach. Let's just start the Shachan Aruch, and then we will continue on tomorrow. A kira which is made like a kedera, so this is what's called in the language of, of the of the Gemara a kira. A kira has a place for put pots on top, 
similar to our stove tap, and there was a place for two kadeirs and a place for two pots. And we'll see that the more, um, if it has only place for one pot, it's more concentrated and it's actually hotter, and we'll see that's called later on a tanner. But a kira is a place that has the two pots. It's not as intense heat as when you have one pot, which is similar to our stovetops that have multiple uh, flames. Obviously, in those cases, they didn't have a flame for each one of the pots. There was one place of coals on the bottom, which served really for both of them. And therefore, since now it dispersed somewhat to two different pots, it did spread out a little bit and made it somewhat um, less intense heat. But that's what's called a kira. So in Husku Begefes, if it's fueled with Gefes, which is Psolishal Zesim, the sediments of Zesim, of olives, or Eitzim, or wood, which was two of the classic ways that you fueled something, also Litin Aleo Tashmim you cannot put a, a pot on this fire on Friday. La let's let it continue cooking. Elam Kinis Bashakotzach, unless it's fully cooked. That's the opinion again of the Rabbanan, has to be fully, fully cooked. Vumitztamek. Viralo. And so much fully cooked that if it continues cooking, it's actually going to get bad. It's going to go get worse. Because if it's so much cooked, then you're not worried about coming to stoke the coals because stoking the coals obviously will make it worse than make it better. So this is the more strict opinion that says that if you have something which is not fully cooked, and it's not fully cooked to the extent that it is going to go get worse if it stays on there, then it's going to need what we call gara for cotton, which we in our in our vernacular is a blach, in order to make sure that you don't go and raise the fire or in those days toast the coals to avoid that issue. And that, according to this opinion, a classic food item, unless it was fully cooked to the point that it was going to get worse, wouldn't require a blach to leave it on the flame on Shabbos. Okay, which we'll continue on Mishabrua and further tomorrow. Have a Wonderful, wonderful day.